Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the very first IGN UK podcast of 2013. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Tom Butler. Hi. Chris Tilly. Bonjour. And Daniel Kruper. Hello people. Over the course of the next, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour or so, we'll be looking at the news and of course looking at our highs and lows of 2012. Highs. Our highs. Highs. Hi. 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 But first, let's, let's not ditch the Christmas spirit just like, yeah, and let's find out what everybody got up to. Apart from getting presents. What did you do over Christmas, Tom? Uh, drank a lot of sherry. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you, you said port on Twitter. Yeah, well, I was drinking a lot of port with cheese, but then I got a, a decanter full of sherry as well for Christmas. So. What do you think is <laughs> better? You got a decanter? I got an actual decanter, yeah. It's like cook glass? Yeah, cook glass, yeah. It's very, very good. I do prefer um, a bit of sherry, but I've do got, you? Like, developed a taste for port, yeah. Port's nicer. What is the so difference? Because I do not know. Uh, port's like a fortified red wine, and I think sherry's a white. But an I old lady's drink. But, <laughs> yeah, I like, sherry, I, I like it like an old lady likes it anyway. But uh, what? Let's moving on. Is that, <laughs> what's that sherry? <laughs> no, no one cut that out. I, I no like one cut it that like out. an old lady likes it. <laughs> <laughs> what's that mean? That's what Tom got. He, he took it like an old lady. Bent over his afraid. Good start. Good start. <laughs> I, I yeah, I was good. I went home to the north. I got all the train at Blackburn Station. It's like the beginning of Fallout Three, just emerging <laughs> into the wasteland. Um, it's fine. Got a taxi home. Twenty minute taxi home cost five pounds. Marvelous. Wow. Um, was it p- pint of beer? One pound eighty. Whoa. So what, what you know, brand? Um, that was Heineken. Oh, so like so a fighting lager. A, f- a fancy beer, Alex. Wow, that's one amazing. Those, um, no, Can we like, relocate to Blackburn? That's amazing. Yeah. Like, well, I was in Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to live up there, which was admittedly up there, I mean, uh, just outside of Manchester, Boddington's was one pound and five pence a pint. Ooh. But that was quite a long time ago. But still, one eighty a pint. That's not bad, is it? You can get round in for less than a tenner. Just for yourself. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, good Christmas. Apart from cheap drinks. I and, played uh, a lot and lot of Far Cry 3. Okay, we'll talk about Far Cry <laughs> in a minute. But first, what about you, Tilly? Uh, well, continuing the drinking theme, I had a bottomless glass of amaretto on the 26th that really messed me up. Didn't it just fall into your lap? <laughs> no, it just seemed to keep filling up this glass. I kept Where did you go drinking? Nando's. It was at my cousin's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Amaretto. It's horrible. I don't even like it. What is amaretto? Is it a liqueur? All... Yeah, yeah, it's like an almond flavour yeah. liqueur. It's probably all right for a, like one glass or something, but to keep on drinking it all day. <laughs> I, I, just, I just remember I kept asking him for vodka tonic and he kept coming back and filling my glass with amaretto. Who did? Right. My cousin. <laughs> Did he not have vodka tonic? He's not a true barman. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe um, did because you never actually brought it up. He just thought that that's what you wanted. <laughs> Maybe I was slurring that uh, badly. Uh, Save again, please. Um, and I played some real world games rather than video games. Well, like I what? played a lot. Of, I played a six-hour game of darts on Boxing Day. Six hours. What? Yeah, you, you were really pissed. It was a t- <laughs> shit. It was a tournament involving thirty of my uh, cousins 30? and uncles and aunts. Oh my God. But I did. I did end up winning it. But in the final, I had to play an eighty-two-year-old lady I'd never met. That Tom was- would have liked that. 
<laughs> Should have come with you. So that was weird. And I did play, um, I, on the 27th, I spent the afternoon playing Dutch shuffleboard. <laughs> with a five-year-old or something. <laughs> with with some, some very elderly people and some very young people. Wow. Well, did you have Christmas on a cruise liner? <laughs> we played Dutch shuffleboard and then did gang, Gangnam Style for ages. So it was all, all in all, it was a great Christmas. <laughs> I saw someone tweeting on uh, t- tweeted about Gangnam Style saying they'd only just realised it wasn't gangbang style. <laughs> so they've been singing along saying gangbang style for quite a while. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's got so many hits on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe Alex, like, oh what, my God. what did you do? Uh, ooh, uh, well, I drank quite a lot of port, uh, a variety of different beers. We sound like a bunch of alkies. Well, that's what Christmas <laughs> is for there, right? Yeah, I, uh, I I cooked all of the Christmas food actually. So I did oh, uh, obviously turkey and all that ting, uh, and then I did uh, a ham in Coke, ah. Coca Cola, which is delicious. Well. But this isn't a cooking podcast. No, it's <laughs> not. Oh, we should, oh, we should do that. <laughs> but to be fair, so a lot of my uh, Christmas was taken up like getting up really really early, not to open presents, but to play Far Cry Three. Um, I was properly properly. <laughs> I hooked thought you were going to say something about your daughter then, but no, it was. No. Yeah, no, I was I was like literally she would sleep in till like half seven. She never does that. I was like get the fuck in or Far Cry three times. So I'd wake up at six every morning, go downstairs and play an hour and a half worth of Far Cry three before anybody else woke up. And what's your opinion? It was my game of twenty. I noticed you were online mm. at some weird times actually. Yeah. But then also because like if I was midway through a mission, you couldn't save it. I basically right. had to pause it. And then come back to oh, it okay. during the day. So I wasn't wasn't playing the game were, I was, solidly. I, knew, I think I saw that you're on Christmas Day. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I was <laughs> all right all like, day. Because <laughs> I woke up early on Christmas morning. Play was playing it downstairs, and I was midway through a mission. And then I cooked all of the Christmas dinner. And after we had Christmas lunch, uh, I was like, "Fuck this! I've done my bit. <laughs> you lot sit in the back room while I have a, get, a bit of a go on Far Cry 3. Wow, you made him sit in the back room. Well, yeah. actually, a lot of them. The are back in the... room. There's no television. There's no, not even a radio. They're in the kitchen <laughs> doing all the washing up. That's fair. Three-year-old three-year-old daughter washing so, the so knives. So you've completed it now. <laughs> yes, and I've done everything. What well, pretty much everything there See, is I to did, do in it. I did a similar thing over Christmas. I my mum went to bed about ten o'clock. I went. I was playing Far Cry for an hour or two. Stayed up till four in the morning. Wow. Just couldn't stop literally couldn't stop playing it oh, it yeah. is it's definitely one of those games like I'd liberate an outpost then it'd be like oh there's another one just over there I'm going to go and do that one and then well. doing the hunt, uh, the um, the wanted quest as well yeah. I found the wanted quest it, it was a nice little sort of at, like salve after you'd done the, the outpost just to go and do yeah. the because the, you were sort of in a rhythm then weren't you weren't you just liberating an outpost what, and you go what the is the ones. scariest animal to hunt well I don't know. Well, I don't know about hunting, but like the crocodiles get the shit scare. out of you. Yeah. yeah. That was the first animal I encountered. I just like, I'll, just start, I'll go have a little swim in this river. Yeah. Like quite an inland river. It'll be fine. Yeah. Here. I'm, I'm just, just grab my arm and like start yeah. dragging me down underwater. Yeah. But there's, um, so have you done many of the Way of the Hunter quests? They're the ones I've kind of uh, skipped over. I've only got about two outstanding on it, but it's when it's like Hunter Tiger with a bow with and arrow. Bow, and the bow yeah. and arrow is shit. I don't know yeah, why they but... try and funnel people into using the bow and arrow. <laughs> And you've got a shotgun. But that's <laughs> the whole point is it's a challenge, Tom. <laughs> I know. You yeah. know what? Do you know what the final mission should be? Just punch a tiger to death. Yeah. But there, there is, because you have punch to machete the albino uh, crocodile. <laughs> 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 but, but obviously, but if you go near it, it attacks you. Crocodile. So you basically just do it, it attacks you, and then you kill it by hammering the, the B but, button, no, which I thought was a, a challenge. Bit, a bit disappointing. Because you can't kill crocodiles. 
No, I don't think so. Can I can I ask a question? Yes. Are you guys making all this up? No, <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all there. It's, honestly, it's the, the, such a good a, game. There's a fantastic mission called Kicking the Hornet's Nest where you've got to go and burn massive fields of weed. <laughs> and when you start burning the fields of weed, a Skrillex dubstep dubs <laughs> song comes in. It's and all about you, smoking and weed. And if you walk, during, if you walk um, through the burning weed, you start tripping. Yeah, it starts hazing all around you. All your vision starts going it's all funny. Brilliant. It's fucking bonkers. Are there any giraffes that you have to fight in it? No. no were you in the office, Alex, when we were all watching last night's Africa? No. Pretty awesome. The new David oh, I, saw, I saw a few people tweeting about a giraffe, like properly kicking off. Yeah, properly. Really? <laughs> do, not mess, kicking off. do not mess with the giraffe. It's on the BBC They've got bendy necks, haven't they? Like, they wrestle with their necks. It was brutal. Really? Yes. All right, I'll, I'll have to watch that. I'll, yeah. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. As, speaking of telly... Was there any good TV on over Christmas? You. Well, Far Cry was on my telly over Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, the best thing on TV over Christmas was the Doctor Who Christmas special, in my opinion. Um, was there anything else you... good on telly? Well, there was that Hitchcock thing on Boxing Day. I didn't watch, watch that. I recorded it. I'm, yeah, I've it's not watched really it odd. Is it? Yeah. It's not. Odd it's not because he's odd. Yeah, it's not I mean, it's, production. Yeah, it's, no, I mean, it's it's well made, but um, I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. I'm still not sure whether I enjoyed it Do you it or feel not. sorry for Toby Jones? <laughs> Toby Jones is fine. He'll get on fine. No, but you know what I mean. Though. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, he just did... keeps doing roles where other people do them in bigger movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier as well. Like, Wait, he was on um, the uh, the Simon Mayo show uh, over Christmas, mm. being interviewed, and they asked him the same thing, and he was just it's, he just thinks it's funny. I think that I bet he does it in private. Yeah, he's doing doesn't... all right though. Yeah, yeah he no. does fine. He's Hunger in Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, he's in Hunger Games. Yeah, and he won he won Best Actor um, for Barbarian at the Biffers. Yeah. And he's up for a, uh, what's the TV, is it the te- Television Academy? Or he's, up for a t- he's, up for, yeah, he's doing yeah, well, he's yeah. up for a TV quick award. Yeah, uh, for, for Hitchcock. But um, anyway. Uh, Inside so, yeah, Anthony Hopkins wins the Oscar. <laughs> Sorry, but both yeah, on their mantelpieces. Sorry, Tom. This year's Doctor Who Christmas special, The Snowman, I think. It was, was good. The, we was the best festive Doctor it Who. It was good. Been. I was slightly disappointed that the snowmen weren't in it a bit more, though, because I thought they were really cool looking. And, and um, Richard E. Grant as well. I thought yeah, he wasn't yeah. in it enough, really. But Ian McKellen was it, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. Well, you know that the, 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 the Great Intelligence actually is a throwback to a, a 1960s story, a Patrick Tra- uh, Tra- Troughton story, where with the Yetis. Um, right. So, yeah, it's all connected to, oh, okay. to that. So it's kind of like a prequel. So is, so is this... Right. Do you think... That's a stronger reference than they usually do in the like the newer series, or is that to do with like the fiftieth anniversary? They're going to start referencing old ones a bit more, or they might do. They might do. I just think it was a nice thing for Stephen Moffat to do to sort of mm. pay pay tribute to sort of fans of the old stuff uh, without ramming it down your throat. Because there was a lot of stuff about the underground in the sixties, and that's all it was. Yeah. But but the whole thing about Clara. And her character, I just thought was was brilliant. She's yeah. she's such a good companion already. She's really really good. Yeah. Um, but whether or not it means, I mean, spoilers, because obviously if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, uh, she dies. But um, and she, this is the second episode she's been in. The second episode she's died. So whether or not she's going to die every episode, so like what, Kenny what, in what, South Park, what? <laughs> That'd be amazing. It'd, It'd be, be brilliant. brilliant if Matt Smith got to start yeah. saying that. Oh my god! Oh my god! You killed Clara. Killed Clara. <laughs> um, well, my dad lasted ten minutes of it. This year, which is five minutes longer than he's ever lasted of a Doctor Who episode. That's I good. With him. Incremental. I think I must have fallen asleep because I didn't really have a clue what was going on last right. quarter of an yeah. hour. Yeah. I was really confused. Well, you should go back and watch it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 
Okay. Why? Really why? Do, like, I'm. I don't really follow Doctor Who that keenly. But why? Well, is there a th- like known theory why she keeps dying? No, I don't think so. We I mean, don't, I we don't know. There's a, there's a lot so of speculation. I, do Do we think it's her just reincarnated, or we, some she's some kind of alien, or? Yeah, it's difficult to say whether yeah. she represents okay. something in the Doctor's mind. Or... We don't know. Yeah. No. I just wonder but if there was a theory. There was a trailer for the next series, series 7.5 at the end, and it all looks very exciting for next year. Do we know when that's oh, this year? Uh, it starts in spring, and then there'll be a, f- a 50th anniversary special in November, um, and then obviously there'll be a Christmas special after that as well. So, But the big one will be in November. As a big, as a big Doctor Who nerd, what would you want for the 50th anniversary special? It's going to have to be a multi-Doctor episode. It has yeah. to be. Because um, I was uh, talking to someone earlier, and they, um, they were in... 1993 for the 60th no wait wait, wait 19 30th anniversary 30th. yeah uh they they did a, a children in need special and it had john pertwee uh tom baker peter davison colin baker Sylvester mccoy well all of them all of those could seriously come back i mean obviously yeah. john pertwee can't do but um well, tom colin, baker colin baker's in the jungle yeah, yeah it was in the jungle yeah uh, and <laughs> sylvester mccoy's in new zealand might be a problem he's in the forest yeah no but as far as i know um yeah i think i think they'll all come back in some form which would be great yeah really really good sylvester mccoy was in the hobbit wasn't he yeah. 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 yeah should we talk about the hobbit as well yeah because yeah we've, we all we went to see it every yeah. christmas didn't we apart from chris so who's he so he's the guy with bird shit down his face yeah. which really, i actually found yeah. quite like disgusting yeah, I thought that whole his whole section where it felt like it was the bit that could have been cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was really shoehorned in. It even took it away from the main story mm. to somewhere else. It did feel like that bit of extra texture, like this is this ex- also exists in this world. It felt yeah. It could have been from the extended cut. I thought that bit. They're not going to do an extended on top of that. Of course they, they will. <laughs> of oh, course no. they will. There's going to be a twenty-hour Hobbit movie, Alex. Oh, God. <laughs> but I did love it. I thought it was amazing. I did as well. Yeah, safe to say we're all predisposed to. Yeah, to well, we are going to talk about but... our highs and lows of 2012, so that will Ooh, probably pop up. It, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's talk about the news. So first up this week is more Tomb Raider leaks. Yeah, Laura is leaking everywhere. Um, the leak that Tomb Raider is going to have a multiplayer mode. I think everyone initially was a little bit well, a sort of reception on Twitter. I like, saw so over Christmas, people were like, really? There was one game that didn't need multiplayer, it was Tomb Raider. Mm. But then a lot of people kind of came out and said, you know, you don't know anything about it yet, so back off. Sure and now, we, yeah, now we've got some details. So predictably, it has Team Deathmatch. No, that was a little bit like, oh, well, well if we it's going to have multiplayer, it would definitely have yeah. Team Deathmatch. So you play as survivors against scavengers. So scavengers are the hostile natives on the island. Uh, it sounds like pretty standard team deathmatch, except the um, maps will have environmental traps, and there might be you know like spikes that come out, mm. Indiana Jones style, and skewer you. See, that's the thing <clears throat> for me. That's that's either going to make it or break it. Is is how the, the environment and how you use it. Yeah, um, and you'll be able... it's just straightforward team deathmatch. It's like so what? Yeah, it's slightly different. You'll be able to climb up on surfaces like Lara does, so it kind of makes it a bit more like ver- vertical. Bit more vertical. Um, the second game is called Rescue, where survivors must collect med packs and deliver them to various destinations around the map. That sounds a bit boring. Yep. And then the third more third one is called Cry for Help. Now there's not a lot of detail on this one, but it's said to put a strong emphasis on discovery and collection. Which sounds more Tomb Raider-y. Right. Someone from Crystal Dynamics came out and said that it's going to be sort of inspired by Guardians of Light co-op. Yeah, um, the, yeah, that was their kind of like we know Tomb Raider fans want multiplayer. Yeah, um, 
So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. Yeah. It'd be really good to find out how these big games with big single players and, and tacked on sort of multiplayer, how, how well they perform on Xbox Live and PSN. Yeah. Like how much time is spent by people playing these games? How much, like, I know Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was popular and people really liked that and they said there was actually a lot more depth to it than you expected. But I can't remember anyone really playing Dead Space 2 multiplayer. Like, no. And what about Far Cry? Have you touched multiplayer? No. We tried in co-op before we played yeah. the single co-op player. Co-op is it's, it's not representative of that game at all. Because we played no. that before we played single player. We're like, really? Yeah. It seemed a bit real. I'm tempted to have another go now, now that yeah. I've played it, though, yeah. to try and figure it out. Because I think we were all just rushing in. But obviously it's clear that yeah, you can't like just Like proper Leroy in. Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> Leroy to... Jenkins on holiday. He's <laughs> 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 being Bermuda shorts. Bring this chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to burn this weed. (laughs) (laughs) And Laura is nowhere to be seen in it. It looks like she's not going to be in the multiplayer, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like Nathan Drake's not in Uncharted multiplayer, is he? I don't know. No, you play like generic characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's been made by Eidos Montreal, who made Human Revolution, Deus Ex. Mm. So they're only making the multiplayer multiplayer component. Right. Okay. Uh, Next piece of news is that Oh, after an awfully long time, the PlayStation 2 is finally being ceased production. I didn't even know it was still being made. Nah, <laughs> I can't buy one now. Uh, we probably, I, I don't think they'll just disappear from shelves. Maybe they <laughs> will. Kaz goes around burning them all. Uh, or just desperate collectors wanting to get the last one. But so, first one on sale in Japan at March 2000 and sold over 150 million units. That's I, a lot, isn't it? I bet that you remember it coming out and you were working as a, a journalist. I, Talk us through the PS2 launch, Alex. Oh God, Do you remember I, it? I can't remember the UK launch, but I did go to Japan for the launch. Did you? With That's Sony. exciting. Yes. But that was the last time I went to Japan, unfortunately. So I've been to Japan for 12 years. Wow. Sad face. But, did, I mean, was there a lot of hype for it? Obviously, it was really hard to get. Yeah, really. like, because obviously PlayStation revolution, PlayStation 1 revolutionized console gaming, really. Made it much, much broader. And then, um, like, the lineup for PS2, like, I remember Tekken, God, whatever Tekken game it was, I can't remember, was, like, one of the big, maybe it was Tekken 3, was one of the big kind of launch titles. And in Japan, you could not buy uh, a console or Tekken anywhere. Sold out everywhere. And I remember CEX was charging like 750 quid for a console. Wow. So it's the same uh, as PlayStation 3 though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't actually, I don't remember midnight launches or anything. I don't even know if there were midnight launches back then. Did midnight exist? What, was, in yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest selling console of all time though. Yeah. But also, how many games do you reckon uh, have been made for PS2? Ooh. 3,000. Higher. Eight. Three million. <laughs> 8,000? Uh, apparently around 11,000 games. Wow. That's insane. What a back catalogue that is. 3,000 kissing simulators. I bet you can get FIFA 13 for it, can't you? Well, that's the thing, is that even you though the console is being stopped, there are still games coming out for it. There's a new Final Fantasy game coming out in March. Because they the sell PS2. it a lot in South America, don't they, the yeah. PS2? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Asia, I think. Emerging yeah. markets. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's a shame. In I Scotland. The PS2 <laughs> was was probably, alongside the SNES, one of my favourite consoles. Blackburn. Yeah, Blackburn, yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't got, 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 got PS1 yet. <laughs> they haven't got the Game Boy. So, that's it. Monumental. PS2. Ah, yeah. sad face. Uh, it's a happier news for Jurassic Park. Well, for Jurassic Park fans, it's not yeah. even news, really. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just we, just we put this in. Really excited yesterday. <laughs> when... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> someone, I think it was Kotaku, posted about this Jurassic Park game that someone's building in the Half-Life 2 Source Engine. Yeah. Um, and there's a trailer that they've cut together, basically, of areas that they've built, uh, showcasing the animation models for the dinosaurs, showcasing some of the weapons they've created for it. And they've set it to John Williams' theme, and that's basically it. All you need is that's all you need. sell it. But the, the areas look great. Like, oh, they look, yeah, they look spectacular. It's quite an old engine as well. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a really old engine now, really old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, like the the bits where he's walking through the the jungle look, or forest or whatever it is, look great. Yeah, dinosaur animations. Yeah, yeah. It's the really... animation that I think that's. I imagine you require a lot more people to do that well. But when it, the, these people are making it in their spare time, no, and they're so, looking oh, for yeah, people to help amazing. out. Like a lot of the dinosaur models have been lent to them or been gifted to them by like um, museums and like oh, places that, right? that like specialize in dinosaurs and stuff. Right. So they're accurate, but obviously technology's come a bit way a long way since then. But if it does, they do finish it. I mean, it'd be a really exciting game to play for. For Jurassic Park fans, I think. And they, they captured some of the scenes perfectly, like the bit where yeah. the T-Rex is walking behind the electric fence and stuff like that. How good would that be? amazing. So Why reading a bit more like... into it, um, the story that you're going to play through is going to run concurrently to the Jurassic Park story in the game, in the, right. in the film. It's going to have the same sort of lifespan, like length as, not maybe the film, but the time that the film takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. the film time. Um and it's gonna you're gonna be able to play through a lot of the key scenes as well. So imagine Jurassic Park multiplayer, oh, man. But, but I, we're, we're talking about Far Cry. I mean, if they could put dinosaurs into Far Cry, I'm like, I mean, man. I know. Well, that that was one of the. I, think I actually thought that from time. Someone, I... someone from uh, Ubisoft Montreal retweeted someone saying that they wanted dinosaur oh, DLC, God, which made everybody online go, <laughs> "It must be true." He's retweeted it. <laughs> What's that thing with petitions? If you set up a petition and get so many signatures, I don't think you have to do it. Though, do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that not a thing? What's this thing with petitions? <laughs> Is that not a thing? Can what, we start activism? A petition? Activism. We can, but can we start a petition? Well, to the, white, to the White House. If you, I think if the White House gets they a have petition, to respond, if it they? gets over fifty, hundred thousand or something. Yeah, maybe we can we can appeal to David Cameron. We know he's a big Jurassic Park fan. Or yeah. David Attenborough. Or yeah, yeah. David Attenborough. Attenborough loves Far Cry. But you know what will happen if they do it in Far Cry? You'll then have to hunt a T-Rex with a bow, which will really <laughs> piss you off. <laughs> but you Did that... they do that in Two Rock? Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, a world apart, though, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But it'd be good if, the, if, they turned, if there was a mod in Far Cry where they turned the outpost into, like, labs and there were scientists, like, roaming around. <sighs> the wild animals were dinosaurs. Uh, the vehicles with the Jurassic Park Jeeps, like... And just a little oh, fat... It would be amazing. It would be amazing. And I saw Jurassic Park 3 the other day and the bits where there were flying dinosaurs yeah. as well. And obviously we were talking about, like, swimming dinosaurs. For... Is there anything that happens... You know when you've been flying the kind of little hang glider around? Has a, um, a buzzard ever, like, crashed into you and knocked you out of the air? That no. happened to me. I didn't no. even know it was possible. <laughs> no. It just took me out. I was like... What happened then? I spent ages trying to shoot a buzzard yeah. and like collect its feathers, and it was like, oh, you can sell them for five dollars or something. It's like, oh, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> like oh. life, innit? It's like <laughs> life. <laughs> Just running <laughs> yes. around. Hillside you went into a shoot, shop. Shoot Do you want to buy all these feathers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I literally was skinning every freaking animal I ever had, and then I just thought, actually, I don't need anywhere near all this lot. Yeah, yeah. and it also, bit... when you do quick sell, it doesn't encourage you to sell them, does it? it just sell yeah. you sell the loot. I felt uh, a bit I bad never, skinning. Never did quick sell. You never did quick sell? No. Did That's you quite... ever kill um, the tortoises? Yes. I felt no. a bit bad doing that. I don't really think I've seen the tortoise. Yeah, like the sea, nice. sea turtles. I didn't do a sea turtle. Wow. Oh, what? Well, there's a tortoise on land. On land, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so oh, no, a sea turtle. 
I fucking gave them some of it, but <laughs> but there were sharks nearby. So when you swam down to get the shells, you got eaten. Yeah, what was your technique for killing sharks? Um, rocket launcher on beach. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or, or or a boat with a machine gun. That's what, I, that's what I opted for, a boat with a machine gun. Yeah. Dan Kilby had a rock pool which he tempted sharks in and then, like, grenaded them. That's good. <laughs> What a game! Come no. on. Are you guys sure you're not winding me up? <laughs> this is why it's brilliant. Honestly, yeah. there's nothing more fun, like I was saying to Alex on Twitter, about when you, when there's an outpost, and obviously you try and sneak it, yeah. like you, you disable the alarms and whatever, yeah. but there's nothing more satisfying by them running in and then just fucking lobbing grenades at everything, because you can carry lots of grenades, like, yeah. like no other game. You can carry like 10 grenades, have a grenade launcher that carries another 10. Yeah. You just go mad with grenades. Yeah. Did you unlock that skill where if you go up behind someone, stab them, you can take their knife out of yeah. the side yeah. and then throw it into the guy next yeah. to him? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> but does that supersede the chaining uh, takedown? I think chaining takes... Oh, I think you can do both, kind of. Yeah. I've, I've always just opted for the knife one because yeah. it's too cool. Well, it's guaranteed as well. I always Or you stab them and you can like, just yeah. drag yeah. them away. If they're yeah. Yeah, a bit too far away, you might not be able to chain them as well. Have you finished it, Tom, or not? No, I'm on the, uh, I've just got to the point where I'm, the second island... Of, have right, you got, okay, so you've I'm got not. the air suit? No, not yet. Oh, it's all spoiled it for me. Well, you get on, the second, on your way to the second island. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not you do have far. it. Um, but anyway, have Jurassic... you landed on the second island? No, not yet. No. Oh, right, okay. Jurassic yeah. Life is still in, in progress. If you are an animator <laughs> or working like games and you want to help them out, then just go to their website. I haven't got the yep. link here, but um, it is just it's just search Jurassic Life. It's the top one on there and yeah. and help them out. But it's Jurassic Park's 20th anniversary this year, so we will be celebrating it's it. The, everything is aligned for Far Cry Dinosaur DLC. Make but, it happen. But it, um, surely, if on the 20th anniversary they're going to announce Jurassic Park 4... They must do. They must do. Why? We need, we need to Imagine the, the original well did, cast back. How well, well did Jurassic cast. Part 3 do? Uh, it did enough. Yeah, it did all right. Did I it? bet it did okay on home. I mean, it felt well. like they'd run out of ideas, but yeah. they've had a long time to think of some a new angle. I mean, <laughs> Dinosaurs on an island. Sight see. <laughs> as long as it's not like just loads and loads of T-Rexes, because that's what I loved about... you know, Underwater dinosaurs. That's I, all you need. I want to see the Dilophosaur return, because I was thinking about it. It doesn't come back after the first film, yeah. does it? That's what's, what's the That's the spitting one. The spitting one with oh, the, right, the one that kills Dennis Nedry. But right. dinosaurs in space. That would be good. And the yeah. little dudes, what are they called? Compies. Compies. Yeah, compies Dwarves. are in the game, yeah, but they're yeah, not yeah. in Jurassic Park 1, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, nerding out. Are we going to see it in th- <laughs> <laughs> are we going to see it in 3D? Yes. Just for the bit where they go through the gates, that's it, walk out after that. Yeah. I have a bit of Quentin Tarantino news. <laughs> Chris is bored. <laughs> Although, if you look, well, I'm just f- feeling for the listener here. Um, if you look at what Daniel's written down, I don't know if you've made this mistake on purpose. I did. I did do that on purpose. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not actually Tarantino's Killer Cow, as Daniel's <laughs> claiming, but it's his Killer Crow. So obviously, Quentin Tarantino has been doing the publicity rounds for Django Unchained, which is out here in a couple of weeks. Have you seen weeks. it? Yes. It's supposed to be very good, isn't it's it? It's great. Is Loved it? it. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. Um, um, I don't like westerns. Well, I like it. Well, I'm not a huge Western fan, but mm. it's it's just Tarantino. It's done in his great. style. The dialogue's great. It's super violent. Um, quite shocking in some scenes. Right. Like, yeah, I, I loved it. Cool. Um, so he's been talking about what he might do after that, and he has a project called Killer Crow, which is set in 1944 um, and could be an Inglorious Bastards spin-off. So I've got a quote from him here. He says, 
My original idea for Inglorious Bastards way back when was that this would be a huge story that included a smaller story that you saw in the film, but also followed a bunch of black troops, and they had been fucked over by the American military and kind of go apeshit. Uh, they basically, the way that Aldo reigns and the bastards are having an Apache resistance, the black troops go on an Apache warpath and kill a bunch of white soldiers and white officers on oh a military God. base and are just making a warpath to Switzerland. Um, he originally envisaged the whole project as a miniseries, but realised right. he couldn't get it on TV. And so he said, when I, try, when I decided to try to turn it into a movie, that was a section I had to take out to help tame the material. I have most of that written. It's ready to go. I just have to write the second half of it. So he says if he does that, um, the Inglorious Bastards will be in it too. So it'll kind of, wow. they'll all be in there. I've still not seen Inglorious Bastards. Oh, what? That's like one of my favourite films. It? Okay. Like, Is it really? Yeah, over the last 10 years, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Okay. But Watch like that. my problem with it well, the first time I saw it was that there's not enough of the bastards in it. Yeah. So the thought of having like two teams of similar yeah. stature going around killing people would be, it would just be a bloodbath. If, if Tarantino made all the projects he ever talked about though, well, the trouble is, once he starts talking about a project, he normally means he's not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. He just bounds on to the next one, but... Right. I'd sign up for that. It, it said it, he was talking about it being part of his revisionist history trilogy, because it's obviously him rewriting history uh, in both Django and Bastards. Right, 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 right. What other famous historical um, event would you like to him like to see him reimagine? The Kennedy assassination. Kennedy assassination. Oh, no. Uh, Oliver Stone already did that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Pretty good. Political. Um, Margaret Thatcher, the milk issue. <laughs> What's the milk Margaret issue? Thatcher's milk? <laughs> yeah, that's what he's going to call it. Bitty. Maggie's milk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk uh, well, either briefly, briefly or at length about our highs and lows of 2012. Um, I think we should start off on a positive note. That's your New Year's resolution, isn't it, Tom? To be more positive. Much more positive, yes. So what's your positive highlight of 2012? Um, uh, I really enjoyed... The games that I really enjoyed uh, were the surprising uh, sort of download. They were all in the download area. So Journey, Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing uh, game trials, for, for those small... Fez, sorry, amazing year Fez, for those smaller games. Uh, Minecraft, all those sort of games that you could download. So yeah. I'd say that was definitely a highlight for me, the yeah. fact that these games were coming out and they were a hell of a lot cheaper than anything else that was yeah. actually out there. Um, I just think they just need to figure out the discovery, the, the discovery for people who maybe aren't really into, you know, <clears throat> like people who don't read IGN. People so how, are, how, the, does, the mass how did Minecraft do it? I wonder. Yeah, because they just announced that they sold like five, five million it? copies. Yeah, and they sold 500,000 copies on Christmas Eve. That's insane. That's also bad parenting. Shit. Need to get them something. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. I was in the Lego store uh, whenever it was earlier this week. (laughs) 30 quid for the Minecraft Lego kit. Oh, yeah. And it's... You don't get an awful lot in there. No, you don't. Lego is incredibly expensive. So expensive, yeah. Um... But yeah, that would be my highlight for for in terms of games. I mean, I just think Journey is... uh, it's It's a wonderful... It's a wonderful game. I still haven't played uh, Unfinished Swan. Like, no. I haven't played Mark of the Ninja. Really, really good. Yeah. Probably Mark of the Ninja is brilliant. Yeah. Right? I've not played it. But I think that's really exciting. I mean, it, but obviously there's not a lot announced now for 2013. Obviously there is a fair bit out there, but all the exciting stuff that sort of came out last year, we didn't really know about this time last year. Yeah, it is true. Like, uh, I wonder what kind of small... But I wonder how much of... Because obviously a lot of the new consoles will probably come out this year. 
yeah. or at least be announced this year, how much that will impact the indie market or whether those people will still be... Are they more nimble? Or Yeah, I don't know whether they would be like looking for the next-gen consoles or you know hedging their bets by the going for... Base, exactly, yeah, and going for what's already out there. But I don't know, let's say, you know, Microsoft... Are they going to automatically forget about the uh, 360 if the 720 comes out this year? Which they did know. with the last one, right? Yeah. But the thing is, imagine a lot of these indie games, perhaps, I don't know, because I don't know technical stuff, would they be able to run on both consoles? I have no idea. Presumably you can make the game for 360, like Fez, would be able to run on the next-gen console, but it's not like... Yeah, you'd hope that they'd, they'd offer, you can download... The old games onto your new one yeah. like backwards compatibility yeah. especially if it's digital it makes no sense that they don't have the the, the digital the media reader or whatever it is inside for the yeah. optical reader or whatever it is yeah anyway but that was my highlight was the 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 renaissance of well not the renaissance but the new dawn of downloadable titles yeah what about you Alex well for games well the two games that probably stood out were uh, obviously Far Cry I'm not going to talk anymore about that but also Borderlands which I absolutely loved. I still haven't finished it because I've spent so much time in it building up my character and uh, and then all the other games came out. Um, so like Dishonored, uh, Call of Duty, and then Far Cry took over. That I can now go back and, and finish that. But and that, it's just some of the earlier games as well. Like I, I really, really enjoyed um, Ghost Recon because that came out in like, uh, May, so long ago. Um, and there must have been some really good games at the beginning of the year, but bug it if I can remember what they were, apart from Journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Journey and Trials. Trials yeah. was, you know, I, I didn't do particularly well in the single player, but as a multiplayer experience in the office, we probably played that way more than we played FIFA, for example. Yeah. Just, I guess, because you can have four people playing. I know you can in FIFA, but it just feels a bit different. Yeah, it's much more. It's it's, it's easier to pick up and play yeah. if you've never played it. You before. can you can like just have a five minute game quite quickly. Yeah, and the, yeah, the turnaround like you know you can get someone else on. Yeah, quickly. Whereas and FIFA that, and also people who don't usually play games in the office, you don't like FIFA is the worst game to explain the buttons and controls for. It's like if you pull this button down and then do this variation, you get a lofted pass. Like it's too yeah. hard. Trials, it's forward, back, break, accelerate. Yeah, lean forward. Yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you want to know what my... Go on then. Right, so they're kind of linked. Okay, my highlight of um, 2012 was not being disappointed with blockbusters. So Avengers, I remember going into that. I remember reviews came out from the US. I was like, oh, they're quite good. Quite good, Tom. Tom was like, Tom was, you were the voice of, <laughs> of reason. You were like, it could still be shit. <laughs> I went to see it. And it was actually good. It was funny and it was exciting. And it was everything I wanted in a kind of... I think it's as good as that movie could have been with all those different characters. Yeah. And then Skyfall didn't disappoint. Batman didn't disappoint. Except my low light would be Prometheus. Oh, that, so I watched that. That the other did night. disappoint. I thought it was really, really good until the last half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I was agreed. just like, oh. I do think it, it lacks right. atmosphere though. Like, there's no kind of. Like, my missus hates any kind of sci fi film. Um, but she'd. Oh, what did she force me to watch? Some piece of shit on television. <laughs> and um, and I was like, right, I watched that last night. We'll watch Prometheus tonight. And she really, really enjoyed it. But we both finished, uh, finished in... and it was like, oh, I was, wasn't really expecting that. I was expecting something a bit more. Yeah, but... yeah, it's weird. The thing at the end as well, like the proto-alien, yeah. like hatches. Because yeah. they've included that on the advertising for it. Yeah. That's in the TV ad. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
But it was a movie we talked about for a long time, so I liked it for that, but I do think it was disappointing. It's quite a pretty movie, Chris. Yeah, definitely. Sorry? Do you think we'll see a sequel? I don't think we will. Really? I mean, it made a lot of money. It made a fair bit of money, but I just... I don't think Ridley Scott will want to do it, and I don't think someone else will do it. No. I might might be wrong. I do like the idea of her, like, the next film being, like, some kind of comedy Pixar team buddy movie with her and Michael Fassbender's head in a bag. (laughs) Just wandering around (laughs) a foreign planet asking for directions. I did a trade-off of watching movies with my girlfriend over Christmas. Fiancé? I'm fiancé. I had to watch... Girlfriend um, and fiancé. Love Actually and Educating Rita in exchange for Avatar. Educating me as well. You picked Avatar. I love Avatar. Oh my God. I love Avatar. She had to trade two for (laughs) one. Are you sure she didn't pick Avatar? No, she really was adamant she wasn't going to watch it. And then we started watching. She goes, Oh, I didn't realise it had real people in it. I thought it was an animated film. And I was like, You're an idiot. And then she really enjoyed it. So you um, had to watch two. Yeah, but I actually really enjoyed Love Actually and Educate Me. I like Love Actually. So I think I won. I, thought Love, I haven't seen Love Actually. I thought it was supposed to be terrible. Actually, oh, no, I think it was quite good. It's got some good bits and got a lot of terrible bits. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Avatar, though. For fuck's That's sake. That's weird movie I math. I love Avatar. Avatar. I love well, Avatar. You know I do. Uh, no, I didn't. I... Do you often do that, like film bargaining? No, I'm going to do it now, though. Now I know it works. Okay. You need to be a bit better at the negotiations, though, I think. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex just goes, that was shit. Now we're watching this. Well, it's, to be fair, I'd probably just sit there on my phone for most of it. <laughs> Talking. Yeah. Go watch it in the back room and put it on Far Cry. Whereas when, when, when I put in Prometheus, it was like all the lights off, curtains pulled, proper cinema setting. I bet it was. Be quite love. It, <laughs> it does look amazing, though, doesn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, it's a I thought it was the best looking film. film of the year. Yeah, yeah. Chris? Apart from The Hobbit. Yeah, uh, well, my, my disappointment was Prometheus, but I've spoken about that enough, and we have just now. Um, on the movie front, I was going to say, similar to Tom, really, that a lot, a lot of kind of independent mm. uh, titles that I wasn't expecting, like I, I did a little top ten that I put on my blog, and was going through the list earlier, and just thought I wouldn't have predicted any of them this time last year. Lots of low-budget stuff, like Sightseers, um, like Safety Not Guaranteed, like Wild Bill, um, Headhunters and The Raid. Didn't really know much about The Raid this time last year. Loved that. So that was really cool. All these films kind of coming out of left field and yeah. and really uh, impressing. Uh, but really the thing I've enjoyed most this year, and it's a bit of a cliche, it's the last 10 years, I think a lot of people say this, but there's been a lot of great TV shows that I've enjoyed mm-hmm. as much as any any cinema stuff. So 1st of January last year was when Sherlock came back. Wow, was it? So yeah, the first three weeks of last year. So that was maybe my favourite thing of the year. God, I didn't realise that was a year ago. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Bloody that love Sherlock. Incredible. Especially the, the final episode. Um, Homeland finally came to the UK this year. Uh, we got it a little bit late. Um, and I love the first season of that. Yeah. We, I think we, we discussed, we think it's gone off the boil a bit. I just think it lost its bottle at the end of the first season. And it's basically saddled itself with a problem that kind of will just, it will, it will always ruin it because you know he's invulnerable. Basically, yeah, it's become a... oh, no, no, that's a spoiler because it's like the Jack Bauer thing. If you know Kiefer Sutherland signed on for four more seasons, he's never in any danger. Yeah. Whereas Lost was always brilliant because it was kind of ruthless when it came to its main characters. Like any of them could die at any mm. point. Like and it was unsentimental. Did about you get through people the whole of Lost? Yeah. Did you really? Wow. Yeah. I can't ever imagine being that committed to anything. <laughs> You're perfect husband material, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, right, exactly. watch this movie. Just, I'm never going to watch this TV show. It's just seven series. Yeah, I know, but nothing happened. 
It's stuff did it's happen. It's a stuff great did happen. TV show. It's I great got TV about show. through one and a half series, and then, yeah. that's why nothing happened because you stopped watching. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sorry for stopping after 36 episodes wanting oh. something to happen. Yeah, I'm still uh, watching Coronation Street. Nothing's happening. <laughs> I've been watching it for 40 years. I also thought another couple of shows that I had been enjoying but not loving hit their stride. That was um, Walking Dead and Boardwalk Empire as well. Mm. Heard that. Yep, I thought they both got really good in, in season three on both counts. I thought season two was good for Walking Dead. To be it honest. was good. Not enough happened for me. It was a lot of really strong character development. Yeah. A lot happens in season a lot three. Of pipe, yeah, wasn't it? And it, that it all pays off. Yeah. Getting to know all these characters and then anything goes really. Yeah. Like, I know it's obviously dark anyway because it's a show about, you know, death yeah. and surviving. But series, series three goes really dark. Yeah. Well, they've kind of embraced the fact that they can kill off anyone they want because yeah. they can introduce new characters whenever yeah. they want. Yeah. And so that really keeps you on your toes, I think. Um, so, yeah, TV. Did anything jump the shot this year? Got really bad. Coronation Street. Coronation. I was, <laughs> that's going from strength to strength, Tommy. You know it is. So shut up. Total Wipeout got good. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gear. Jump the shark. <laughs> Jump the shark ages ago. Jump the hamster. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were going to talk about Hobbit. As yeah. A, as a highlight. Because well, I, I would probably say the Hobbit. I, I preferred. I would rate Hobbit over Dark Knight Rises. What? I know. I know. I honestly. I absolutely loved The Hobbit. I thought it was fucking amazing. Like going back to Middle Earth and like it's such a beautiful film. Like the way it's shot, those panning scenes are just like incredible. And and I thought the same of uh Dark Knight Rises in Gotham, but it's just a different kind of film. And I could I could see the flaws in Dark Knight Rises. As much as I loved it, you could still see the flaws. They tried to put, squeeze so much into that film. And ultimately, it was just a, a bomb at the end. And I, but I still love it. Yeah. But The Hobbit, I just thought, oh man, I literally cannot wait to see the next one. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's probably, I need to kind of calm myself. I love Martin Freeman. The next one. I thought he was really exceptional and it. it was really warm and he really nails that. Because otherwise, it would just be a roller coaster of like things. Like you go into this bit and this cave with goblins and this thing. Yeah, but it's those really, happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really loving, sentimental moments that he kind of sells. I like the bit where he says, You're not a fighter. And he says to me, like, I'm, I'm quite good at conquers. <laughs> and then there's a really sincere bit at the end when he says um, you know I know what it's like to have a home but I want to get your home back for you and he yeah. absolutely nails it yeah yeah. the special effects are absolutely incredible Amazing. as well I mean I saw it in a high frame rate so I don't know whether that adds to the blending of the real life and the special effects somehow I think but, it did yeah but like when they're in the in the cave with all the goblins and there's a yeah. big massive goblin is that Barry Humphreys doing the voice of that one Ooh, I, <laughs> I think you should going to say is that yeah I think Mark? it is he's, he's certainly in the film somewhere um, but that's seamless like they, they're like real creatures yeah. and it's like it's like Gollum set. this time round he was good the first time round but it's just fucking yeah. incredible yeah what's quite good that scene goes on for a long time but really like well measured yeah like yeah just really good really good did you see it in HFR I saw it in HFR I thought it made 3D really good like yeah. uh, the bit in the, the the Goblin Kingdom like when things collapsed it felt like every bit of wood you could see individually like everything was very well defined and it felt very smooth and it almost gave things in 3D more weight I yeah. thought but I did find it kind of jarring in more mundane scenes when it was just a hobbit walking. That it felt unnaturally quick in those scenes for me. Yeah. I thought it could have been about 30 minutes shorter. I felt a few scenes dragged on a bit. Some of the stuff when they're in the um, 
what should we call it with Kate Blanchett and all that lot in oh, that yeah, kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I dragged on. I thought it was they spent a bit too long with the all the dwarves in Bilbo's house. Yeah, with the sing songs. It's a yeah. lot of characters to introduce, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, and I didn't feel like I got to know them well enough. I don't no. know why we spent so much time in that house. I, I did have quite a few problems with it, mm. but I still enjoyed it, and I'll, yeah. I'll be there for the next one. I think, it's got, I I think there's something about the threat not being as dramatic as... I wish I'd almost could see these three before the Lord of the Rings ones, because... Right. Yeah, you know, you know the with big that, story's you just, coming. You felt like yeah, the world yeah. was ending, and these yeah. they were really in danger. Well, this, this is one. the story. Like It's like things have started to go wrong in this one, like mm. the, the portents of things to come. Yeah. Um, I think you know Lord of the Rings much better than I do. I think most people do. A um, couple of questions. Gandalf, is you know whole, his whole kind of bumbling shtick, is that put on? But actually, the thing with the, the whole Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is that when he first wrote The Hobbit, Gandalf is a bumbling uh, wizard okay. who travels around like a tramp. Okay. And then by the time it comes around to heroic. Lord of the Rings, he revised it right. so that actually Gandalf is more of a, a of, of a proper wizard. Okay, because so in this kind of a, it's kind yeah. of a hangover from an early draft. Okay, of the but Hobbit. they kind of handle that quite well then, because it's almost like in this it almost feels like that's an affectation. Yeah, and he has these snatches of he knows exactly what he's doing because that bit where yeah. he shows up in the Goblin Kingdom and he like blasts everyone apart. Yeah. He goes right, he's here now, yeah. and he comes in with that sword and so it's like <laughs> lopping people. It's like. Yeah. The most badass pensioner you've ever seen. And then the other one, the other question was... He is brilliant. Yeah, he's awesome, isn't he? And then the other question was, has anything ever happened between Gandalf and Galadriel? I don't know. I didn't like that scene. There's tension between them. I didn't like that scene when they're reading each other's minds. (laughs) I just... I didn't really see the point I thought it would be better if they were like making like a potter's wheel. (laughs) 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 Melody. It just felt shoehorned in all these little moments trying to tie everything up to the, Mm. the other trilogy. That I didn't think were necessary. Did you know it's Brett from the uh, um, Flight of the Concord? Chris did. I didn't. No, I didn't yeah. notice him either. He plays like um, uh, oh, uh, what's the uh, the Lord of the Elves called? Elrond. Elrond. He plays Elrond's like servant or messenger, or whatever he is. And he gets quite a long speech when I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. They could have just gone in. That's true. Had some food. I quite like the albino um, uh, orc. Orc. Though. He was yeah, quite he badass. Was, yeah. yeah, he was badass. Yeah. But then I watched Return of the King the other day, and obviously they had the albino orc in that, so it's kind of like. Ah. Uh, was brilliant when um, Bilbo stands up to him. Yeah. Right. Have we uh, got any feedback, people? Well, we haven't had any lows though. Ah. Oh. Well, should we just have? Let's just have highs, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I think we said Prometheus is a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, did, <laughs> I did my yeah. low. Yes, you did. Sorry, yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to feedback. Uh, I've got the first piece of feedback here from uh, James in LA, formerly James from Edmonds. don't know what that means. <laughs> <coughs> he says, uh, with Steam's big picture now public, Sony and Microsoft now feel the emasculating heat of Valve's loins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, big picture is still a PC-centric hookup, uh, but the implication of an eventual Steam-based console is palpable. Oh, check this dude out. He should write for the site. Valve heads, being the casually disclosed badasses they are, have spoken about this potential. I still see games that have been out for a year marked at $60 on Xbox Live Marketplace when I can buy them for, used for far less. Whoever goes full circle, digi- sorry, not full circle, full digital first, can pass the savings on to us, the consumers. So, uh, as our gaming renaissance slips further into the downloadable era, where used games will soon be obsolete, it seems the first major console to adopt a practice similar to Steam's will reign supreme. What do you find fellas think? Can you have the question again, please, Bob? <laughs> so basically he's saying he he thinks the first console to go full downloadable and, and offer a service that rivals Steam's, that will be the winner. It's, good, it's a good point. Well, the thing is, we talked about this earlier in the year when um, Sony 
but Gaikai, and then mm. nothing has ever been s- said since really about what they're going to do with that. So I imagine that's this maybe year. a PS4 yeah. thing. But it is true. It's it's absolutely fucking crazy that if you want to buy a digital download of a game, it costs you sixty dollars or something, yeah. or, or you know forty quid. Whereas you go into game and you can pick it up for half. I reckon price. this is going to be a big thing for next gen consoles because. If you want to play, say, something like, you know, like, it's still an infancy. If you want to play a really old game, sometimes, unless you buy, like, um, if you download it for a PC and do it through, like, a, a simulator, you have to, like, buy the original equipment. It's really expensive. What you yeah. want to do is pay a subscription fee where you can play pretty much any game from any period mm. in time. And there's no kind of technological limits. Yeah. And I imagine that's what they're going to integrate into next-gen consoles. Yeah. Because the bandwidth for people is kind of... You know, if Netflix can stream in HD, you'd be able to get a game in some of the quality. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's always been that the question about if they get rid of boxed games and go fully digital, what's going to happen to the retailers? And that that's question is yeah. still going to linger as long as we have high street retailers, right? Yeah. yeah, and not everyone does have decent internet, I guess. No. So, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how much is... It's been so long since I've bought an actual CD. How much is an actual CD versus buying an album on my iTunes? Are they comparable? About the same now, about five, six quid <clears> um, for a for a recent album. Obviously, oh, really for the buy on day of release, it? it's about 10 quid. Right. And that I think that's the thing. Like, If digital download prices were more in line with what you can go and buy them for uh, on the high street or through Amazon or something... Do publish, think, publishers keep them artificially high, don't they, on down, digital downloads? Yeah. What, for the retailer? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so why it's 50 why, quid for a copy but of why doesn't that happen Xbox, in the music but. market then? It's a good question. I don't but know. they're pushing for digital, aren't they? Because it's cheaper to produce. Maybe because of the power of iTunes? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, I think there's a point. I, I think someone's got to make that first step. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, it does look like Sony is well positioned to do that. But who knows? Okay. Who knows? Next bit of feedback is from Sonny from Bristol. Do you think the meaning of the term indie game is changing in the same way that it has for indie music? Indie music seems to mean Brit rock guitar music these days rather than music released independently from major labels. Does indie game now mean any small downloadable title, mostly with retro 2D platform styling, rather than a game from an independent developer? I definitely think that its definition has changed over the past couple of years. Yeah, I wouldn't say the style of game, though, is representative of an indie game, because an indie game can come in any form yeah it, really but i think it's more about the size of the development team i'd say that it more refers yeah. to because like if you look at trials for example you could you could label that an indie game for but, example. They, but they're now owned by ubisoft, but it's ubisoft exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's a big team that works on trials yeah. yeah so i think it's probably used i think it's still used by some people in that kind of traditional definition but then it's become a catchword for all these type of games mainly yeah, yeah so you're, you're probably right like indie movies as well like indie movies is such a big uh more sensibility itself i guess that the, the the very idea of an indie movie coming out on fox searchlight is just ludicrous yeah. like yeah it's part of news Corp. it's massive yeah like anyway there you go and then p.s i didn't get a chance to say hello at the barbecue festival over the summer will you be doing another what meet and greet in the southwest anytime soon <laughs> tom <laughs> Uh, there's two uh, barbecue festivals happening this year <laughs> in the same from the same people that we went to last year. One in London and one in Bristol. So we might go to both. <laughs> if not, they'll probably just be the one in London. But I'm um, up for it. Yeah, Chris is up for I'm it. I'm up so. for it. We're doing it. When when is the? Because wasn't it Grill really stock. pissing it? It was pissing down, but it was good out, despite awesome, being pissing down. Yeah, yeah. because we got really pissed. What time of the year was it? Mm, br- Quite I don't early. Know. No. no. 
It was just a horrible summer, wasn't it? For yeah, weather. I guess, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I've got an email from uh, Raf from Jersey, but he's actually Polish. Uh, Alex, would you like to read it out in a Polish accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually put in, yes, you can read the message out loud using the Russian Borat-like accent. Why don't you do it? I can't do accents. <laughs> I'll do it in my accent. Right. Uh, Raf writes, hey, yo, podcast mummers and pimps. <laughs> Um, That's not very Polish, is it? (laughs) I hope you're well after the Christmas break. I'm writing as I've recently watched the new Total Recall director's cut. So apologies for that, Raf. And I'm puzzled by the ending. Care to share your thoughts on the missing arm stamp? Um, You know what? Ironically, I've tried to forget Total Recall. (laughs) Um, I didn't like it very much. It It was just boring. But I vaguely remember that he gets a stamp when he goes to Recall before he has the injection. And so there are points later in the film where there's no stamp there. And so I think you've got to take that to mean he's in a dream whenever the stamp's not on his arm. So maybe more of the film than you think is actually taking place in his mind. That's what I'll say. Right. I haven't seen it. So I, I don't know. No. And, I'm not, and I'm not sure, Raph. Right. I'm kind of put on the spot with this question, to be honest. <laughs> Google it. Um, he also asked how he can download podcast 1 to 50. Right. So I've had a, quite a few people asking me about this uh, over Twitter. Because the older ones have disappeared, so uh, I'm trying Thanks, to. Apple. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sort. I'm trying to source them. Uh, I have them, but they're on a hard drive that's failed. Uh, yeah. So I need to get the hard drive fixed. We have from about forty onwards in masters, uh, but from the first ones, um, it's going to take a bit more delving, I think, to try. We're going to bootleg them. Is this going to be like the basement tapes? Yeah. So maybe, if anyone's listening yeah, and say, they yeah. have the first fifty, if you could, <laughs> if you could put them in a. We need zip- to get out more. Yeah, if you could put them in a zip file for me and then just email ijnukfeedback at ijn.com with a link. And if you're happy for us to, to, to re-host, we'll host it somewhere and then people could just come and download them for, for nothing. But if, um, if I'm honest, Raph, they're not very good. The, I, bet, l- I bet there are some gems in there. Lot more co- a lot more cock. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't recognise many of the voices. No. no. Very different cast of characters. Yeah. Um, any more? A, lot, a lot of Avatar chat as well, I seem to think. <laughs> I've so, listened so to it exactly recently, a lot of talk about <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar and when it's coming out. Oh, God, um, Tom just loves talking about Avatar, doesn't <laughs> it? Tom, we stopped banging on about Avatar. I didn't get to watch Educator Rita first. <laughs> right, that's it for reader feedback. No Ooh. more feedback? No. Um, should we do a quick uh, summary of what's out this week? Yeah. No. Nothing. Nothing Nothing really. for games. <laughs> Some good um, movies out, Chris. Uh, we have The Impossible, which I haven't seen. Quartet, which I haven't seen. <laughs> And Texas Chainsaw 3D. We I haven't seen it. Have it's probably brilliant. Though. Have you not seen them because they're not going to be very good? Or is uh, it well, just because of the Christmas break? Quartet looks okay, but obviously it's not really for our audience. And it looks like one to see What do you mean? On... <laughs> it's about <laughs> old people. It's, it's one to watch old opera on... singers in the retirement hall. That's why I put it on the running order. It's one to watch on telly. Right. Um, the Impossible looks very good and I hear Naomi Watts is amazing in it I just don't want to watch it it, it sounds de- so sad so depressing I, but also um, I've got a slight issue with this film very soon right, so it's about like the Asian tsunami which happened on Boxing Day like 2006 whatever yep. I mean, thousands and thousands of people died mainly Asian people it's about like a, a, a white middle class family that on struggle holiday. Like, on holiday yep. like, that's not really the yeah, main story bad. around the tsunami where yeah. thousands of like local people lost their lives. Oh, I think you're disaster. being racist. So I no, think the movie's being racist. Oh, oh Chris. Oh no! Texas Chainsaw back. 3D. Though I want to see that. I do want to see it because I just wanted to basically spend ninety minutes running out of camera with the chainsaw. <laughs> uh, they're not screening it for critics. Oh, must be good it. then. Yeah, must be a good one. 
So I can't tell you what that one's like. I did I did request a screening, but <laughs> just for yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to review it. But yeah, so fuck them. Oh, well. <laughs> And on that note, I guess that's the end of our first podcast of uh, 2013. Uh, don't forget, you can drop us a line at IGN UK. What's the, I forgot our email address. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. And obviously, you can find us on Twitter at IGN UK and on Facebook at IGN UK. And I know you might have touched upon this a little bit before, but I haven't talked to, been on here and talked about movies I'm looking forward to in 2013. I've done a little list that I put on my blog today. Um, it'd be good to get people's feedback as to what they're looking forward to. Yeah in yeah. terms of games and movies yeah, and we can yeah. have a big chat about it next week so yeah. let us know can I also just say thank you to the NeoGAF uh, listeners who <laughs> who very kindly voted for us to win uh, the best podcast uh, on there which is, is quite touching we obviously didn't do very well but we came 28th out of yeah. a big list but we got a lot more votes than some other sort of local yeah. podcasts so uh, some uh, other award-winning other award-winning podcasts, podcasts that, yeah so, so next year let's aim for number one yeah but thank you to all of those uh, people that did vote for us yeah it's thank you very much, much appreciated and uh, yeah that's it uh, thank you for listening and we will be back same time next week so until then bye bye au revoir Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.